Hello, I'm Randy. And I'm Beth. And this is Brother Knows Quest, the podcast story. I, your host, introduce my sister to the wonderful world of tabletop role-playing games. Do you know what we're talking about today, Beth? No. Okay. It's kind of connected in a roundabout way to the one we done last week. It is this. Index card RPG? Yeah. Open the cover and tell us who publishes it and wrote it. Runehammer? It's another one of the YouTube channels that talk a lot about tabletop role-playing games. And a lot of them make supplements for 5e. Uh, this one and the last one we covered, EZD6, have decided to make their own and just make simplified rules to quick play games or get out all the number crunching, rules searching stuff that a lot of people don't like and some people just love. So we got index card RPG. The core system rules are pages 5 to 19. So it is clearly not exactly crunchy. The player's guide is 21 to 73, but that covers things like the character basics, the sheet, how to build the world, and progression methods at 73. And then you get the GM's guide, which is just more basic information. A lot of these ideas in the player's guide, or the GM's guide mainly, can be used in almost any system. It's wonderful for that. Just kind of get your gameplay ideas, or your how to run a better game. But they go from 77 to 117. It does have five worlds you can play in. And of course, there's probably more on drive through RPG now, or wherever you want to hunt them up. There's Alfheim, there's Warp Shell, Ghost Mountain, uh, Vigilante City, and Blood and Snow. I'll cover a little bit more about what those are as we go on. Total, it's got about 400 pages. 372 to 398 is tables, like rollable tables, locations and ob- obstacles, hero essentials, monster selector, monster maker, ancient loot. Shabby loot, curse loot, sci-fi loot, epic loot, bizarre loot, ghost mountain loot, magic loot. That's a lot of good, useful stuff in one book. This is at the very beginning of the book from the writer. He says, uh, gathered round the table, shuffling three ring binders, using popcorn for goblins, I discovered what many of us do. The infinite, exciting, you had to be there fun at tabletop role-playing games. Were the brazen, clumsy dreams, smashing worlds together, exploring new dimensions, and surprising, our benefactors with overdue heroism. We let our dinosaurs run free, drew swords with gods, and no matter what madness came next, we stuck together. We didn't just play to game. We played to find our own strengths and then share them with each other. Fast forward a few decades, a few thousand index cards, a few hundred notebooks, and a lifetime not unlike that of a wizard buried in dusty old books and parchment maps, the adventure continues. Index card RPG, IC RPG, represents the accidental, intuitive, inevitable result of countless game sessions and legendary tales. It wasn't invented so much as discovered. And it goes on. But yeah, after all that note-keeping and everything, you kind of get the idea you want a simpler way of doing it, you know? And that's what these games come from. Easy D6, Index Card RPG. Uh, This came first out of the two games. All you need is a pen and pencil, the inevitable notebook, all the polyhedral dice you need for D&D, basically. Friends. The hardest thing to find. Where am I going to get those? <laughs> yes. Uh, How do you find them? Is there an instruction manual for that? There is on a lot of RPG sites now. You can <laughs> they have a list of people hunting for games, uh, maps and minis, v- visualizing who is where is central to playing a fun session. It doesn't matter what material styles you prefer. You could use like popcorn, as I said, and food and drinks. Deny not the body, lest the mind wither. <laughs> we could pour some, as the McElroy said. Code red on the carpet and suckle it up like real nerds. <laughs> Doritos. You play in clockwise turns around the table like a board game because it's easier to do it that way. So the DM uh, just started a clockwise motion instead of rolling dice to see who goes first. The wide variety of things that get players rolling dice are compressed here into a simple category. 
of effort, each using its own die type target. In ICRPG, it combines all roll targets to a single number at the table. Furthermore, there are just a few numbers that even need to be considered. This will vastly speed up and simplify your game. There are no skills, derivative number formula, feats, or talents here. This game system just use a character's six score stats to call for rolls. Make attempts, check, and generally be awesome. It's fairly simple. Go forward. A turn can be action only, like attack an enemy with a weapon, take a closer look at something, move near to something, and use an action as well. Or you can move far. It's basically your dash action in D&D as your action. So you can move close to something and attack. You can just attack, or you can run very far. Simple actions are things like uh, starting an engine. Checks, uh, basically, if you have to roll a stat to do something. Uh, pull a really rusty lever. Attempts. Uh, larger tasks take time to complete. Attempts involve a d20 roll and rolling effort to complete. Once you've made a roll for many a successful attempt, it's time to roll for effort. A d4 is what you do for basic things. Uh, if you're only using a bare hands or your wit, roll a d4. After a successful attempt, do not damage uh, to do damage with a punch. Uh, weapons and tools is a d6. Anytime you're using standard ranged melee weapon to do damage on a d6. Uh, roll a d6. Guns. Firearms are deadly. Anytime you're using a gun to attack an enemy and do uh, and damage roll, use a d8. Uh, magic energy. Use d10s for that. And ultimate is d12. When you roll a, a critical success on your attempt, you get to use a d12 to do your roll, which makes things so much easier for you. I said this is a critical success. Hearts. Uh, you get hearts instead of health points, and each heart equals about 10 health points. So it's kind of like a video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One heart is equal to 10 points of effort. Uh, using a sword to attack a monster with two hearts, do 20 points of damage with the D6 weapon, die, to be victorious. Using a magical translation spell to decode one heart of ancient runes. So everything's done in hearts, even the difficulties. It's a difficulty one heart. So you need to roll a tanner, but it's not terribly complicated. Now, let me tell you about the settings. You got Alfheim. It's a continent of kingdoms kingdoms and conflicts millennia old, all tied together in some way by evil of an angel's dragon call, or sorry, of an ageless dragon's call, ugh, in some way by the evil of an ageless dragon called Durathax. Durathax, I think. The king has gone missing, powers are shifting, and your friends are caught in the middle. You and your friends are caught in the middle. Warp shell. The cosmos hangs in the balance and your heroes get the ride of their lives on a scientist, on a sentient space folding starship with an unerring taste for danger and a talent for saving the universe. So that's kind of weird. Ghost Mountain. Between heaven and hell, the people of Ghost Mountain fight to save their souls. One bullet at a time. Will the devil get his due? I think it's more of a um, Western style thing, kind of like... Um, what is it? Weird West? Blood and snow. Long before the age of technology, a frozen planet holds a primal secret. Tribal folk struggle to understand and survive. And Vigilante City. After the mutant crisis, superhumans began appearing all over this embattled city. It became unclear who the good guys really are. That is, until you and your team arrive to clean up the streets. So, when you start the game, you pretty much start by uh, assigning six stat points in any array. So... Uh, you could put one point in each of your six steps, or you could put all six into a single one if you want to be really good at one thing. Those are strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. So kind of like the basic D&D ones. Effort in the game. I've been talking about it, so here's time to talk about what it is. Um, rolling effort. 
here's your chance to add a bonus onto the rolls during character creation. Give your character an affinity for a weapon, magic, or risky business of ultimate. You roll four points to spend here. You're allotted four points to spend here. Um, Stats can never exceed ten. Plus ten. By the way, the stats I mentioned earlier. Uh, All characters start with one heart, basically ten hit points. Uh, A hero coin. Um and uh dying on your character sheet uh is covered in the book here in a minute i'll tell you about it uh you have a mastery the height from one progression sorry what the highest form of progression for a character is called mastery each time you roll a nat 20 on a d20 roll make one point mark one point into mastery on your sheet when you have 20 mastery points you've made it you are now mastered an element of your character so there you go that's how you pretty much do your level and stuff. Here's the best part. Once you've reached mastery, clear out all, all your mastery points and choose any mastery ability for your type. Uh, we'll go with types or like character things here in a minute. This process can be done three times per character. What'd you see in there? Torton. Oh. <laughs> um, abilities is a term in RPG used to describe features for your character that is um, in transit, it can never be lost or removed. You gain a few abilities when the character is created, and um, when you reach some milestones, basically leveling up, uh, it, it greatly impacts your specialization and what you want to be good at in the game. You could choose powers for Vigilante City or any other thing like that. You don't have to use these settings, by the way, but they're good for them. Do you have augments? Sometimes magic or arcane magic, or sometimes technology, or arcane magic can. Uh, you know, change your body in some way. Some people are into that. Body horror could be a thing for them. Any kind of change to your body is scary. But a lot of people like it. So a cyborg in a tech setting or a... a turtle. Yeah, a turtle. Or a uh, a clockwork arm in some fantasy setting, perhaps. What? You said like he's going to say something. Talk about some of the characters you can play as. You, I know you're looking at them. Turtle. Yeah. It's a teenage mutant ninja turtle. <laughs> What's it called again? A twerton. There's also the basic elf... And dwarf and human, yeah, and pretty much I was looking at the turf, but um, there's also goblin. <laughs> I like how they say it. that's what the macroys call theirs. Goblins. I'm guessing it's a goblin. Yeah, well, there is other ones for different like uh, settings, kind of, but it's a simple game with simple rules. And I know I might not explain the effort thing really well, but I was more into the settings. Um, and the fact it's so simple, the fact that it's just an easy game to play. Like the one I talked about before this, EZD6. And they're not very expensive on DriveThruRPG. If you go there and find them, I'll have a link in the description for this one. If you go to the last episode, there'll be some, there'll be one for EZD6. They are affiliate links, by the way. I probably should say that. I said it last time. Uh, we get a little bit of store credit if you use them to buy anything. We'll get another book to talk about <laughs> with the credit. Would you play a game like this? Or did you prefer EZD6 over this? Just because it's a simple D6 game. They both seem simple enough yeah i like the heart system it makes me feel like i'm playing zelda and i mean really when you're an adult that doesn't do speeches what when else are you going to use an index card yeah seriously uh well if you're playing running the games you use them to like placeholders and keep notes on at the same time and you get to be a turtle you can be a turtle uh you have that in D &D too i think it's called a troikel torkel i can't remember the name i never played as one they make good monks oddly enough Hmm. Mm mm-hmm or maybe I'm thinking of Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> <laughs> the monster section is a little bit longer. 
Yeah, I know. It needs one, though. It's nice. But it's got to cover a Ant whole bunch Man. of... Uh, uh. Avenger. Yeah, that's what he is, right? <laughs> no, that's two different things. Oh. There's an Avenger, and then there's an Ant-Man. Or Ant-Men. It's more than one. Oh. A Graboid. What's it called? Boarworm. Uh, I knew it wouldn't be called Graboid. <laughs> brain horror. What's it look like? A brain with tentacles. Sounds like a mind flayer creature. Uh, intellect devourer from D&D. Crystal worm. Creepy. Eye beast. Is it just an eye? It looks like a big eyeball with a bunch of little eyeballs and then some tentacles with some eyeballs. Ah, lots of cosmic horror style stuff. Rings. Are they dangerous? They look like rings. What are they called? Rings. <laughs> oh, I thought they was just look like rings. Uh, it's, um, they form a boring machine. Odd. They can carve through 1D100 feet of any solid matter per round. That's quite a distance. Hmm. Okay. There's also a scarecrow. Oh, that'd be even creepier. Is there dragons? Yes. Oh, well, I, I don't know if it called it a dragon, though. I think it called it something else. A wavering. But it looked like a dragon. Drake. Snake men. I thought they all were. <laughs> a slime cube. That's a gelatinous cube, isn't it? So you would play it. Yeah. Uh, it won't be my first. <gasps> a tree of death. It's a tree intended. Or is it a tree like the ones in Inuyasha that a lot of people died around? I don't know, but the picture is of a skeleton hanging from this tree. Yep, it's a tree that a lot of people just died in. And it turned evil. It pushes animated corpses up with its roots. These attack anything nearby as one heart monsters. That's crazy. That's so they're easy idea. to take care of. Yeah, but the tree probably isn't. And it's hard to tell how many it's going to pop up. True, true. Where's all these undead coming from? <laughs> tentacle, <laughs> which is just a tentacle. All the other monsters. This one provides more progression choices than Easy D6. Mm-hmm. I can't, if, if you want to do anything for a long period of time, it'd be this one probably. Yeah, simple but longer. Yeah, so it, it, just a slight more complication because of that. that it's, and you use more than just okay. a D6, which now is itself. Worlds, which I'm not too worried about because that's not my responsibility. Yeah, well, I didn't go too far into them. I might just create one of my own at least to run it anyway. Okay. Yeah. I want to be a turtle. I know. I figured that would be it. Um, fighting off sentient tree zombies. No, <laughs> undead tree zombies. No, just tree zombies. I guess. It's a fairly short episode, but that's all I got for this one. I wanted to cover this after covering ACD6 since they're technically published the same person or same group published them both. If you like what you heard here, we have three podcasts total in the Gruesome Gaming Group Network. Uh, we have this one. We have Leveling Duo. It's a podcast where me and my friend Dakota talk about video games we really enjoyed. And we have Horrific History and Hauntings. It's the one where my sister Beth here tells me about Exactly what's in the title. Horrific history and hauntings. Uh, a lot of um, bad, mostly bad history stuff uh, or ways that bad things have happened. And sometimes that leads to a haunting. And we will cover that as well. Sometimes it's just an episode about creepy things. Hauntings or statues. Ways to die. Ways to die. Statues that are possessed, supposedly. <laughs> stuff like that. Um, in the description of this episode, other than the affiliate link for Drive Through RPG in this book, you will find a Linktree link, which will take you to all of our social networks, as well as our YouTube channel, where you can find these episodes up there now. We're planning to stream more on YouTube soon. Since we had an issue with the audio, we had to stop on Twitch. And now we've got it set up again. We should be doing the YouTube thing. Also, you should follow us on TikTok. It's in there. 
But the Twitter one is important because that's where I'll put any notes about maybe if there's a show delay or anything. It's the holidays. You never know what's going to come up. We don't see any delays coming, but in case there is, you should follow the Twitter. You can also reach out to us through any of those links, um, any of the social sites, and let us know what you think, what you want us to cover, or if you have any critiques for Beth. Yeah, just let us know. And the, the main website is the first link on the link tree. It will take you to all of our other episodes and a place to subscribe on your podcast app or leave a review if you have a means to do it and your app lets you or YouTube lets you or give us a thumbs up and subscribe on YouTube. We have a Discord in there as well. If you want to join that, we haven't got many people in there right now, but that's about it. Thank you for listening. I've been Ramey. And I'm Beth. And bye-bye. <laughs>